Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Jeff Chastain about how he helps transform businesses. Most entrepreneurial business leaders are experts in their field, but struggle when it comes to the complexities that are involved in scaling their business with less than half of those businesses surviving more than five years. As a business transformation coach, Jeff works with business leaders and their leadership team with two goals in mind. First, to help them gain clarity in their business, and second, to help them gain more of what they want to get out of their business and second to help them get more out of what they want out of their business. Jeff has been working with business leaders for more than 15 years and has led multiple businesses himself. Before transitioning into coaching, Jeff spent a number of years in the technology field as a fractional CTO, and he experienced the challenges facing entrepreneurial CEOs firsthand as they grasped at technology solutions trying to solve underlying business issues. By leveraging his own experiences, as well as the tools and resources created by other incredible minds in the entrepreneurial space, Jeff coaches his clients through a spaced learning process designed to help them see benefits immediately while establishing a long-term cadence for predictable and stable growth. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much. Good to be on here and nice to talk with you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here today. So could you tell us a little bit, like, how did you start off on your entrepreneurial journey and went out on your own? Well, mine was not the, growing up, I always hated the go out and sell candy bars or whatever kind of a thing. I, I was never that kind of person there. So I actually, growing up, my family life was always corporate America, that everybody go get the, the big corporate job, stay there forever, nice benefits, all that kind of stuff and retire. And I made it, oh, probably six, seven years into that journey and just said, okay, corporate America is not for me. It was just <laughs> too much politics, too much sitting in office cubes and having a couch every little thought or decision of how else is going to work and fit with everybody else. So I took my leave at that point and did what most people do when they left corporate America and went and formed a consulting company. So spent really actually about the last 15 years in some variety of consulting and now transition into coaching there. But that was just the shift from, like I said, big fortune 500 company all the way down to basically running it yourself. And it was a mind shift there for sure. Kind of a thing. Like you said, you're used to the solid paycheck. You're used to the, honestly, not having a lot of control over the direction. And now basically you're to the point of, okay, everything's on me. And <laughs> it's been its own roller coaster up and down, but it's been a lot of fun for the last 15 years. But that's really kind of where my transition went. It wasn't ever the, like I said, the early childhood entrepreneurial mindset that I hear a lot of times. <laughs> you, you kept your lunch for yourself. Hey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you like most about what you do? Oh, really today it's more about helping people because it's, I kind of went through it and learned it the hard way. I had actually a doing consulting work all that time, but back in, I'm trying to remember what it was now, 2007 now, started up a, an IT managed services provider with my brother-in-law at the time. And we were both had long technology backgrounds, knew everything about operating systems and desktops and servers and everything. So of course we could go start our own business there, start our own IT services firm. And things went well for a couple of years. And then three years into it, basically it crashed. And it was a case of looking at it at the time of, we didn't really know why, short of the fact that we didn't have any money. We basically burned all the cash and unfortunately, some more beyond that. But looking back at it, it's actually kind of the, 
I find it almost kind of the stereotypical that we were effectively technicians at that point. We knew technology, we knew how to solve technology issues, but going into business on your own, all of a sudden you got to deal with sales and marketing. You got to deal with finance. You got to figure out how to do, generate leads and do all this other stuff that goes into a business that most entrepreneurs don't necessarily have that wide of a, a background kind of a thing there. So that kind of set me on a journey pilgrimage over the, the next five or so years to figure out, okay, why didn't this work? And my original intent had been to go start a new company, build something else. And the more I got into studying this, it just turned into, okay, this is the systems, the process stuff that I love doing anyways. And what I can do with this is actually go back and help the previous me trying to go into that company, figure out, okay, this is how you lay the foundation. This is actually how you systematize a business to grow it beyond just your lane of expertise and be able to build that solid business. So to me, the why is just be able to give back and, and hopefully help those, the people coming along right there trying to start their own business and say, okay, let's make this successful, give you some of the keys here that you may not necessarily be aware of because you're, like I said, an expert in technology, expert in medical, expert in marketing, wherever, not necessarily the rest of the business. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So who's your ideal client then? Well, really, it's still somebody, honestly, that's that same kind of growth oriented entrepreneurial kind of mindset. That's like, hey, I want to go build my better widget, build my better mousetrap, whatever kind of a thing there. And it's just somebody that's really outgoing, wanting to go learn and say, okay, this is, I want to go make a difference myself. I want somebody personally here. I want somebody just fun to go work with, fun that's got big ideas, big challenges, big visions there. But it's like, okay, how are we going to get there? And then they're inquisitive at that point. So really a lot of those early stage both entrepreneur business leaders, as well as even almost into the, the mid-market where they've they've had success and now it's okay. Just that frustration really that I, I know there's more potential here. I know I can do more with this company and I just can't get to that next level for whatever reason. And that's the point where I typically get to working with and talking with entrepreneurs just to say, okay, yeah, there is more options. There is solutions out there that we can do to really, again, going back to building systems and systematizing that business to take it to that next level there. That's cool. How do you get in front of those people? From a, a marketing standpoint and a person that loves systems, I would love to find the marketing system out there that you just do A, B, C, and D, and there's the new person. But I have, after 15 years of looking for it, I haven't <laughs> found it. I don't think it exists out there, unfortunately. <laughs> no, most of my marketing and, and really everything I do is through conversations. It's just meeting people, talking with people. I've obviously been doing podcasting kind of stuff, talking with you here for a couple of years now. I actually just launched my own podcast uh, the first of the year, but it's still, it's just honestly just getting out and having conversations with people because I find one of the areas of the biggest challenge that people have at this point is they know that there's something missing out of the business. They, like I said, they know that they can, well, there's more to it and more potential here, but they don't necessarily know how to put their finger on it. It's not that I can say, Hey, I obviously need search engine marketing. I obviously need a new sales coach, something here that they can point to and say, okay, this is, I know what the issue is. Help me go find it. What I'm working with, really working with them from a system standpoint, it's not something that most people really think about to say, okay, I need to systematize my business. I need to uh, make sure it's operations operates here without me potentially here to where I can go take a vacation with my family or things like that. That's not necessarily something they think about right off. So it's really a, it's almost more of an educational something to have conversations and start picking up on key highlights there to say pain points to say, Hey, this is what we're struggling with. Okay. Let's have a conversation about that. There, this might be more to it than you're realizing or thinking about at that point. So do you usually let's call it network or meet people through 
events or do you like do outreach on like LinkedIn or Facebook or anything? Most of mine, I'm actually much more the introvert type personality. So you, you stick me into a, a big event room with a hundred something people. And it's like, no, thank you. That just I'll zap all my energy here in 15 minutes kind of thing. So I'd much rather go find one person and talk to them in the corner for that entire event kind of a thing than try to sit there and talk to a whole group. But I will do, we do webinars. I've actually got a, a workshop coming up here in person kind of a thing, but even still that's 20, maybe 25 people kind of a thing for a CEO breakfast. So it's still smaller events. And then, yeah, a lot of LinkedIn, a lot of just anywhere I can make connections between two people and, and say, hey, you're looking for a fractional CFO. You need some financial help. Let's make those connections. And just talking with people, working with people is, is really where it, where it happens most of the time. Well, it's nice to know that you can still get together. <laughs> with <people>. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're getting closer. Yeah, it's been a long year and a half. I've, it's interesting because I'm, I'm trying to invite people over to this breakfast that we're doing. And it's like so many people that even in the last month or so where we are getting back together, we met virtually over, over Zoom, over stuff like that. It's like, okay, now I can actually meet you in person. We can actually transform some of these virtual relationships into in-person kind of a thing. So it's interesting year for sure. Yeah. It is nice to meet in person, but sometimes it's nice to do the virtual. <laughs> I'm really curious to see kind of, I think we've kind of hit one end of the spectrum and we'll start to pull back a little bit, but I'm not sure how much we're going to pull back because the reality is obviously podcasting and stuff like this, meetings like this, it's opened up a geographic limitations for sure. And it also, if nothing else, it, it cuts down on, on travel time, even being here in the Dallas area. I can spend an hour on each side of a meeting just driving to go have some coffee with somebody. It's like, okay, if I can at least do the, the initial meeting, kind of make sure that this is worthwhile pursuing over Zoom right now. And then, yeah, we'll do a face-to-face -face later on. I think that's, I think a lot of people are seeing the value in that right now. It's, it's not going to replace, obviously, the face-to-face, -face, but I think there's some definite value out of the technology that we've had to use the last year. Your first date's going to be virtual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These days, yeah, it's, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so is there like a common mistake that you're seeing a lot of your clients making, or is it just kind of not really having systems in place? The thing you find with a lot of entrepreneurs is we've got, in some respects, you've got to have the the healthy ego that I can do this. I can I know enough to to make a business work. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't have jumped into business on your own in the first place. But it's to me the challenge is figuring out okay, at what point do I transition from being that technician, being the person? I was actually just had a my podcast the other day. It's like how do we transition from being the lawyer to actually running the law firm and running the law office? And making that transition is. To me, one of the hardest things that I had to do personally, and I've seen other entrepreneurs do to say, okay, it's time to get this business to be more than just you. And the sooner you can make that transition and start delegating, start building out the systems to bring in more people, things like that. That's to me, the biggest roadblock on being able to grow and scale a business at that point is getting it, stepping, basically being able to step away from it for honestly, your own health and your own benefit. So you can go take a vacation, so you can take a break and not have the, the whole business shut down, but at the same time, so you can really grow that business and get beyond just your own personal limitations. Yeah, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what couple of big goals that you have over the next one or two years with your company? Honestly, I'm looking to almost, in some respects, kind of scale my own company as well. The one of the ones I'm actually working with right now, and we're still playing with it, so don't hold me to this one kind of a thing, but a lot of the coaching that we've been doing is just one-to-one, -one, which works for 
larger scale companies that typically have five, six, seven people, leadership team, 30, 40 kind of employees, they've got the resources and everything to do full coaching engagements. But I've always had a passion for that, almost the boutique kind of style size firms that are still kind of more in their earlier stages, looking to get beyond that 10 person realm. So we're looking at branching into solutions there that are still more cost effective that they can afford, but at the same time, still bring a lot of those, the coaching values, a lot of the tools, a lot of the potentially kind of up here kind of set up there. So we're still trying to figure out exactly how that's going to work, but really looking to try to put together something that can go help that boutique kind of area as well as our traditional coaching model. So that's a second offshoot, I'd say, of the business practice there that we're looking to scale into and looking to grow into ourselves here in the next year, hopefully even less than that, but here pretty quick. So with your boutique businesses that you mentioned, would you do like group coaching with them? The, we haven't got the, the structure completely built out. We're looking at is almost kind of a group coaching plus peer council model altogether to where it's, you've got still a small enough group that we can do some interaction one-on-one, but at the same time, it's small enough that we can, or it's still a group model that we can spread out coaching, coach everybody at the same time. And then it also gives you the peer council ability to where effectively still at that stage, you've got other CEOs, other business leaders there to bounce off of ideas of hold you accountable, things like that, where a larger company might have that leadership team in a house to make those calls and that question. Now with the peer council ability, it's almost a board of advisors kind of a thing where you've got those other people there saying, Hey, I've been down this road. Don't go down that road. Or why are you doing things that way? Why didn't you make your numbers that you promised last quarter kind of a thing to help hold you accountable? Cause it's a lot of that accountability is what I typically bring to a larger company to say, okay, I'm on the outside. I can say we set our goals, our metrics last year to hit these numbers. Why didn't you hit them? Why aren't you, why aren't you following your own systems, your own guidelines there? And when you're still in that boutique phase of being the only leader, the only CEO, there's not anybody there to really hold you accountable or bounce ideas off of. So that's one area we're trying to kind of combine that with the coaching together and then bring more of a, a group style, similar solution there to those smaller companies that more cost affordable price point for them. Well, that's fun. How would that change your business? Well, it's what it actually allows me to do, honestly, just from a a personal standpoint is quit turning people away that I've, like I said, in so much realm working with the larger scale clients, because honestly, they can pay the bills. I end up turning people away saying, okay, the model I've got right now is just not a good fit for you at a five person or a 10 person business kind of a thing there. And it's a problem, honestly, with my whole industry kind of a thing that, that we're aiming, typically aimed at a, a larger business there. And I always feel bad turning people away because I was in that same boat years back before kind of a thing. I know the situation they're in. It's like, okay, there's got to be a better way to help. So to me, that's the biggest draw to it is just, again, a way to give back, a way to help for those people that those companies that, again, I was in that situation before. Well, hopefully you can reach back out to those people when you have, you're ready for them. We're kind of in the beta mode right now, feeling things out, but yeah, that's the direction we're going. That's kind of a new direction here for the year. That's fun. So do you think there's any roadblocks that are stopping you from your, like getting there? Well, actually I'd say a lot of them are, <laughs> a lot of them are opening up these days. Cause that was kind of <laughs> the question we were playing with for a, little, a long time was like, okay, do we really want to do this from a, a virtual standpoint, a virtual model? And we may still do some of that just because by doing Zoom meetings and stuff like that, people are, they're used to it more now and more conducive. And like I said, it does open up the geography limitations. But at the same time, we were talking about it before, there's just a difference in 
being in a room face to face with eight or 10 kind of peer colleagues and talking with them versus doing this over a Zoom meeting and things like that is just not the same environment. So that was kind of one of the, the hesitations, one of the roadblocks we were looking at to say, okay, do we really want to do yet another Zoom meeting that everybody's tired of and burned out on? Whereas at least now down here in the Texas area, we're starting to open things up when we start to put things back together and get some things in person. So I think that's probably starting to work itself out, at least on that roadblock. Well, that's good. <laughs> Switching things up a little bit on you. What is the best advice that you have ever received? Really, it's, boy, <laughs> goes so many different directions with that one. To me, it's the, honestly, it's this thing I see most entrepreneurs struggling with is the ability to delegate that it's, there's, as small business owners, especially, and I still find myself doing this, that there's so many different areas that, okay, I can do the sales. I can go out and do the LinkedIn marketing. I can, I can sit here and do the post-production of my podcast. I can do the website. I can do all this stuff. It's like, okay, is that really what's driving the bottom line of the business? And the sooner you can realize that and get focused on that to say, okay, yes, I could technically manage the website. I could technically do the post-production work on the podcast, but there's probably somebody else that can do it better, faster, and for that matter, even cheaper than I can. And that frees me up really to spend more time on the clients, spend more time working with the clients and bottom line, generating more revenue there. But that's always, that's one thing I struggled with early on. And I hear on a consistent theme through my podcast and through talking with people is it's just that, that ability and that challenge to be able to hand something off to somebody and say, okay, yes, I know this is part of your business, part of, this is your baby that you built here, but it's okay to bring somebody else on and let them help you with that, help take that on. And it's, it's just a struggle for that entrepreneur that says, Hey, I can, I can do things. I want to, that's a micromanagement kind of stuff. And even once you do bring <laughs> something on, you're still sitting there watching over. It's like, no, that's where you got to get the systems, the processes, stuff like that in place where you can hand that off and really let go of it at that point. But yeah, that was, to me, that's one of the biggest challenges I ever dealt with. And the biggest ones recommendations would say, yeah, the sooner you can start handing things off and trusting other people to pick up pieces and bring pieces along with you kind of a thing. So you can focus on your area expertise. That's when your business is going to, going to change and we're going to be able to really be able to grow. Yeah. It's almost like they have that fear that they like, no one else could do it as good as me. And it's like, yep. well, <laughs> <laughs> and in some cases, maybe it's not quite as good of you, or maybe it's not quite as, as well, but at the same time, if it's not the core of your business either, okay, that's, that may not necessarily be an issue. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it really that imperative? <laughs> yeah. Yep. What's the best advice you've ever given? Honestly, to me, in talking with entrepreneurs, it goes back the same way. It's still making sure you're delegating, but really it's, from a, a business standpoint, business scaling standpoint, it's really looking at systems that I, it goes back to the uh, Michael Gerber's e-myth, but it's really treating the point at which you can say, okay, I'm going to treat my business as a franchise. Even if I'm not planning on franchising it out, the idea with the franchise, if you look at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A stuff down here, the idea is that everything is systematized, everything's repeatable. So it's not necessarily about the people that you can scale up the people, you can bring things in if you've got those processes systematized and running. And the sooner you can look at your business that way and start running your business that way from a system standpoint, that's the point really which you can grow and scale because, okay, now you can hand that off or now we can replicate this process and say, instead of one person doing sales, now we got two or three, the systems are the same. They're all 
working from the same blueprint, the same playbook there to go execute on whatever their job role is. But you've got that ability to sit there and add two, three, three, four people kind of a thing onto it there easily without having to sit there and reinvent the wheel kind of a thing every time. So the, the sooner you start looking at it from a systems perspective, from really that kind of franchise lens, that's really the key where it starts going from the small boutique firm actually to a, a scaling firm and a scaling entrepreneurial firm at that point. Yeah, so true. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that I haven't asked you yet? Well, honestly, it's the biggest thing I find with, again, just talking with the small business owners, the entrepreneurs is that it's okay. A lot of my analogies and stuff I talk with people on is the, it's the model of climbing a mountain that, okay, we're the, the scaling of a business, growing of a business here is a climb. It's not something that happens overnight, but the reality is somebody's climbed the mountain before you. There's processes, there's ideas out there, there's concepts. You don't have to go reinvent the wheel all the time. And the sooner you ask for help, the sooner you look for help, whether it's in systems, whether it's, hey, just bringing in a, an outside bookkeeper because you don't necessarily know the financial models, whether it's whatever it is, the sooner you start asking for help and bringing in help, the smoother their journey will be, honestly, at that point, and you can move it faster. But it's just, to me, things, the business has changed so much here in the last even 10, 15 years that all of a sudden we're seeing a lot more of the idea of fractional resources, that you don't have to be big enough to go hire a full-time CFO or a full-time VP of sales. You can go get fractional resources now that can be just part-time resources or just part-time advisors kind of a thing there and guide you along the way, get you that step up without having to have the, the super big resources. So again, it's just a matter of looking for and asking for help sooner rather than later is just one of the key points I'm always working with business leaders on to say, okay, it doesn't have to be just you. You don't have to figure this all out on your own. It's in most cases, honestly, it's been it before. So don't reinvent the wheel. I had this vision in my mind about like, stay on the path, right? Like you don't have to bushwhack. <laughs> you can stay on the path and <laughs> like, that is no, it, it is. Yeah, path. it is. It's, it's, <laughs> And that's the thing. That's one of the things I put out is most of the paths, most of they're defined for you. You don't have to walk the exact same footprints of the person in front of you. But the reality is most of those business hills have been climbed already. They've been solved and addressed right there. To me, it's almost the challenge these days is almost the other end of the spectrum that there is so much information out of there mm -hmm. that it's the challenge of, okay, how do I take all this stuff and put it together for my system, for my approach. And that's really honestly where I come in at that point, working with clients, because it's, you can go out and figure it out yourself, but it's a lot of time spent trying to put all the puzzle pieces together to form your picture, your puzzle right there. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. Thanks, Jeff, for being with us today. Thank you. Where can people find out more about you and what you do? Well, easiest reference is just the company website is Admentus, A-D-M-E-N-T-U-S.com. And then we've got, like I said, the podcast is Building to Scale. So we're talking with really entrepreneurial kind of business leaders there as well, just hearing, sharing their stories as to what were the challenges, what were the, the hills you ran into in your business, kind of a thing there to help learn and help share from a story perspective there. So check that one out as well. But yeah, it's just Admentus.com and BuildingToScale.com. Great. Well, thank you, Jeff. Have a great day and we'll catch you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.